0: <laughs> really?
1: <laughs> yeah, and that's stopped when you get to college.
0: <laughs>
1: it's like, oh, finally, teachers actually are educated here.
0: Well, what's really, what's really fun is you'll get a lot of people that don't know how to pronounce Jeremy. So there's times where, see, not only is my last name confused for, uh, confusing for people at times, but also I get a lot of Jeremy because they won't pronounce the Jeremy part. Jeremy? Yeah. Wow. I thought it was going to be
1: something like Yeremy. Or something like that
2: As you guys can hear There's Jeremy And Matthew Gross And Queen um, Teen Queen Teen? Because it is section 312 We are back Another cold open as usual You guys didn't even know I was recording But I said you know (laughs) what let's just go Let's roll with it Let's sneak it Let's sneak around We got a good show this week though MLB is back Spring training, I go to Arizona on Saturday, looking forward to it. Pitchers and catchers have reported. The NBA All-Star Game in Chicago is this weekend. We give our predictions about some of the events. XFL Week 1, the guys break it down. I didn't have any time to watch any of it, but we know Matt is a huge St. Louis Battlehawks fan.
0: A lot of puking and uh, cursing in the XFL.
2: We got an all-new Sneedlers list. And the starting five fast food items that you would use or basically steal from somebody else to open up your own fast food restaurant. So, before we get into any of that though, Thrive Fantasy. We bring it to you guys every single week. We tell you about it. I won a lot of money from it during the Super Bowl. Betting on the coins. Betting on Demi Lovato's dress. Over-unders. Go check them out. They're a DFS app for prop bets. They have streamlined the drafting process and eliminated the need to do unnecessary hours of research by using only top-tier athletes. Instead of using the traditional salary cap format, you build your lineup around a list of prop bets. For each contest, you need to choose 10 to 20 prop bets plus two ICE picks that protect you from any late scratches or postponed games. Each unique prop has an over and under point value. It's easy. You, You take the over, you take the under. When you sign up, use our code SEC312 for an instant match on your first deposit of up to $10. You deposit 10, they give you 10 when you put in our code. Go to thrivefantasy.com or check them out in the app store today, Thrive Fantasy. Go follow their social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Thrive Fantasy. All right, guys. Uh... XFL though, let's just jump right into the XFL. I didn't watch any of it, but I heard a lot of mixed stuff. Did I know Matt over here has already ordered his jerseys, stitched in favorite player names. He probably knows the water boy by now. And how was your experience with the XFL? So,
1: my first game that I watched was actually on Saturday. I I watched both games on Saturday just to see what it was about. And I was very impressed, like when it first all started. Of course, the announcers are going to tell you what the XFL is all about, what's different from the league that everybody else is used to, and uh, very impressed. And when you like so, some some examples here that I'm impressed with, as soon as a player fricks up on the field and then it comes off. You got a microphone in their face saying, "Hey, buddy, you freaked up back there. What happened?" Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's epic. It's it's fantastic. And uh, the new kickoff is uh is interesting as well. Uh, bigger return, turns and safer.
0: Yeah, I think I think the in, the intriguing part with the XFL is that it's ver- it, it's almost uncensored and I don't I don't know why I don't know how ESPN and Fox and ABC are are totally okay with that, but it makes for hilarious football. And and like I teased earlier, apparently, uh, Khalil Lewis from, uh, it's the Houston roughnecks, uh, went viral for, as they were lining up to snap the ball, he vomited right before the ball got snapped and just continued on with the play.
1: My dad references the replacements. Uh, to that play Uh, he was like hashtag XFL replacements (laughs) because I hope that they replace NFL not going to happen but I hope they stick around for a while
0: they've got I mean it was definitely interesting I I didn't watch too much of it I I tuned in a little bit for for the Tampa Bay Viper game because I was intrigued with Aaron Murray and some of the players that Tampa Bay had and I I felt kind of bad for him because at least for the couple minutes that I watched Yes, he yes he sucked in the game and Tampa Bay laid an egg and didn't play very well. But for the time that I watched, the receivers were not uh, were not helping Aaron Murray too much. And I know that's been kind of a running joke now with the XFL is people being like, "Well, why do you think that they're not in the NFL? It's because they can't catch." And so that's been tricky and. Do these teams not know that you should run the ball? Apparently, I was looking at the the leading rusher from week one of the XFL, I think had like sixty yards, <laughs> sixty rushing yards. So I think that I think that might be something they should uh, some of these teams should consider.
2: So just for everybody that didn't really watch, let's just break it down the first week., uh, the Tampa Bay Vipers were blown out twenty three to three by the New York Guardians. Uh, Tampa Bay Vipers, coached by Mark Trestman, if I'm correct. Uh, oh, he, yeah. He still Hashtag sucks. Hashtag
0: fire Trestman.
2: He still sucks. Uh, yeah. Very bad. Always <laughs> yeah. has the same expression on his face of like he has no idea what's going on or, you know, who he is or why he's there. But he's just watching as something unfolds before his eyes. So the Tampa Bay Vipers, uh Jeremy, they're not looking good for you down there in Tampa, Blown out 23-3 yeah. to three by the New York Guardians. Uh, the Dallas Renegades were uh, toppled at home by the St. Louis Battlehawks. I'm getting all this from SportingNews.com because, uh, like I said, I didn't watch any of these games. I didn't find the time to get around. You know, before I continue with this, it's like, when is it going to get to that point where people drop what they're doing to be like, hey, I got to get to my XFL
0: game I have to watch?
1: Uh, probably, uh, the hometown folk.
0: Maybe. Yeah. I, 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 think it's more, I, I think it's going to be more Nat, like local S- similar to like the AF where it was like, you had the, you had locations that were really dedicated to watching the app. Af- like the San Antonio commanders had a pretty nice following, um, for the time that they, that they existed. But nationally, I don't, I don't know if the, if they're going to get there at least, at least not yet. I mean, it helps that it's a 10 week season, so maybe they do build momentum. And by, by the end of the season, you know, maybe it's the St. Louis t- team, maybe it's the Dallas team. One of these teams will become big enough where people are really going to want to watch.
1: So it also helps being on national TV. Oh, yeah. You know, like you got four channels ready to go. It's awesome.
2: Well, I think, you know, the XFL is going to last a lot longer than the AAF solely because Vince McMahon seems to know what he's doing now, or at least trying to figure it out better than he did the last time. And plus, he's using all of the Saudi Arabia money. That he's getting from putting all these wrestling pay-per-views that they're having over in Saudi Arabia like two to three times a year. So that definitely helps fund his XFL league. And if he uh, loses money, you know, he just goes back to the WWE, which he already owns and makes billions off of. So the St. Louis Bellhawks, uh, they beat the shit out of the the Dallas Renegades. Uh, The Houston Roughnecks beat. The Los Angeles Wildcats thirty-seven to seventeen, followed by the DC Defenders beating the Seattle Dragons thirty-one to nineteen. If you guys have, to, well, Matt, we already know you're St. Louis Bellhawks, and Jeremy, probably you have to be a Tampa Bay Vipers fan since it's local. It's kind of cool that you could possibly go to an XFL game if you want to, since you're down I'm there. Plan-
0: I'm planning on going to at least one. So it's might like s- might as well. What team
2: should I adopt as my own, is my question. What team... I'm thinking the Seattle Dragons, but I like Cardale Jones and the D.C. Defenders. So... If you want to go for proximity, I know
1: a couple Chicago (laughs) folk who are St. Louis Battlehawk fans. Or followers, at least.
2: Well, yeah. I looked at the map, right? I looked at the regional map for uh what areas support what team and all of illinois supports the st louis Battlehawks, but i i can't like a st louis team there's something about me just because it's a st louis in the front i i don't know if i can do
0: it i like cardale jones though yeah i then follow them i i'm a big believer that if if you've got is he on the dc defenders or is he on the dallas renegades i can't remember He's on D. He's not on Dallas. That's Landry Jones is with Dallas. Cardale Jones is with uh, DC. I think.
2: Then I got to root for the DC defenders because Cardale Jones looked really good, and I'm already going to say he could win the MVP of the league if they have an MVP. What are they going to call it? Are they going to call it MVP? Or are they going to call it something else?
0: They're going to win XBP? a MVP.
2: They're going to win a belt. Oh.
0: Are they really? They're going to be. I don't know. <laughs> they're going to be the. They're going to be the XFL WWE champion. You so, said that
1: the Los Angeles Wildcats got trampled, right? And uh, immediately resulting, yeah. in... They, <laughs> they
0: fired their defensive coordinator.
1: Yeah, Pepper Johnson.
0: After, after one, one week, game
1: after one game, he's out. He's done.
0: That was so. Some of the conversations I had at work with people about the XFL. That was one of the things I thought about. Is because it's only a ten-week season, and because who knows how long it's even going to be sustainable. I was like, there's probably going to be a lot of turnaround because if a team does perform poorly in the first couple weeks, you have to make changes because quickly the season is just going to run away. You, know, you don't have 16 games to, to figure your, your stuff out. You only have, you got almost half of that. So going into week two here,
2: before we break down the matchups, the power rankings after week one, sitting at number eight are your Tampa Bay Vipers and Mark Tressman. And number seven, yeah. the Los Angeles Wildcats, also sitting at zero and one. Then the Dallas Renegades at number six at zero and one. The Seattle Dragons are zero and one, sitting at number five in the power rankings. The New York Guardians are one and zero, sitting at number four. The St. Louis Battlehawks are number three at one and zero. The Houston Roughnecks are one and zero at number two. And I guess my newly adopted. DC Defenders are 1-0 and 0 at the number one spot in the XFL Week 2 Power Rankings. Uh, I'm trying to find the matchups for Week 2. Just... It's on the XFL website, xfl.com. Okay, here we go. I think I found it. I think I found it. All right, Week 2. Uh, the Guardians are plus 5 over the Defenders. And the Vipers are minus two and a half against the Dragons of Seattle. The Renegades are minus four and a half at the Wildcats. And the Battlehawks are plus seven and a half at the Roughnecks. So that's XFL. That's that's all the XFL talk I can fit in. I didn't watch it. I'm hyped I though. Just wanna, yeah.
1: I just wanna say that um the uh newly updated power rankings are more accurate in my opinion. Last week's like preseason, nobody started yet, that was trash. Just because somebody is inexperienced at coaching doesn't mean they're gonna suck. You know, referencing the uh battlehawks here. But number three, I'll take it. Is that Matt's moment? Um yeah, sure, let's go for it. That was Matt's moment. Because it's time for Matt's moment. I mean, it is Matt's moment. And also, dude, the Salukis, the Southern Illinois Salukis, Illinois' favorite college team. I'm just joking. Illinois is ranked. But SIU, man, they're going crazy over here, especially with that um, buzzer beater shot by uh, Domask with the assist by Suggs. Holy crap. I was surprised that it was not SportsCenter top 10 that night. Because, Agreed. Agreed. yeah, like it was trash. You're going to have somebody passing somebody in a track and field race, and then they beat a record. Whoop-dee-doo. Holy crap. Somebody just pole vaulted over a freaking, for lack of a better term, pole.
0: Yeah, right. Hooray. What the hell, what the hell was that? Yeah.
1: yeah, congratulations, ESPN. You're trying to frick, like, everybody out of seeing how awesome SIU is doing now. Like, I'm just happy that the NCAA March Madness Twitter um, featured that shot uh, on their little crazy moments this weekend video. So, with that rant aside, great plays, great games, looking forward to the next games. And I will be there in Carbondale on Saturday night or afternoon. Go Salukis, Go Dogs.
2: Do they have a legitimate shot to making the tournament? Of course.
1: Um, yes, definitely. I think they're like second or third place right now. What's their record? Their uh record is slightly better than ass. It's a uh,
0: They're 15 and 10, aren't they?
1: Yeah, 15 and 10. Who so is it's th- actually kind of decent. So uh, if you look at the conference record and we have like 8 wins in a row or something like that.
2: So who is their basically arch rival right now that they have to get past in order to make it into the tournament
0: seven say. seven straight wins seven straight wins they're 15 and 10 9 and 3 in conference and one game back of northern iowa for conference lead
2: so northern iowa is their rough patch that they have to get over
0: yeah yeah which that game is coming up in a couple they play northern iowa on the 23rd in northern iowa so that's gonna be that's gonna be tough
2: Okay, so they have a shot. They could do it. They could get it done.
1: You can you can bet your ass. I'm going to be in St. Louis watching that uh, tournament.
2: I hope so. Yeah, Salukis gotta love it.
1: Go Salukis. Go Dogs.
2: Go Dogs. And that was and that Matt's, was Matt's moment. moment. That was <laughs> that was good. <laughs> that was not planned. That was definitely not planned. And that was a great Matt's moment. Talking XFL. SIU Salukis. Now we got to get into some MLB talk because I'm excited. I'm going on vacation on Saturday, flying out to Arizona. Uh, I think I'm going to hit a lot. I'm going to try and get as many interviews as I can because we've been slacking lately. Nobody wants to come on the show. Well, that's not true. We just can't. Everybody's scheduling stuff for later in the year. Not right now. But I'm going to go out there. I'm going to hook up with Jesse Rogers, Kelly Crowell, uh, hopefully David Kaplan, uh Talk to some Cubs, maybe Chuck Garfine. I'm gonna make my way over to uh, Glendale, go to the Dodgers' camp, the White Sox, maybe pop my uh, pop out over at the Angels and Athletics out there as well. I didn't get to go to those last year, but I'm looking forward to. It. I'm not looking forward to the plane ride though. Do you guys have a problem with riding planes, or is it just me?
0: Not at all. I I don't mind it at all. Why? Uh, I don't know. I just I've never really had any any bad flight experiences plus i'm an easy passenger on an airplane like i am i am one of the ideal air, airplane passengers
2: okay i need a definition what is your definition
0: of the ideal uh, airplane no, passenger no like no bathroom breaks. Like, I, yeah, I, I never I use the restaurant. I don't sit there and eat food the whole time. I, I put my headphones in. What do you mean they give, music? They give you, or they I watch a movie or, or the occasions? I read a book. Like, I just keep to myself. I'm not a chatterbox on the airplane, you know, nothing like that. But they, give, they come by
2: asking you if you want a drink, you want some peanuts, you want some pretzels.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I'll grab like yeah, like I'll grab this, the b- biscotti cookies. I'll eat a little bag of pretzels.
2: But where are I'm, you? Where are you flying that they're giving you biscottis? You
0: how, what? Is it? They give those on like every plane?
2: No, they don't.
0: Okay, the la- oh. let me
2: let me break it down for you. The last time I went to Arizona last year, I flew American Airlines,
0: yeah, and my buddy, with.
2: and my buddy flew Southwest. They gave me mini pretzels that were expired, and they gave him cheeseburgers. He said, "He flies southwest, and he got a cheeseburger." And I flew
0: American yeah, you, Airlines you can, and got you expired can, like, pretzels. Pay for food. You can pay. Like, he probably no, paid for
2: no. They said they were handing out cheeseburgers.
0: I don't know if I believe I think that. The, I think the how, snacks they, how are do they cook? Yeah, you how do they how are they cooking a cheeseburger while you're flying? No, they were like. McDonald's. It was cooked he's, already. Yeah, he's, Probably put in a warmer. Like the yeah. ones
2: that you get during, in the lunch cafeteria for school, that they have already wrapped and warm, and yeah, they just hand you. I don't it. know if
0: I believe that.
2: It is feasible. Right? It could happen. Yeah.
0: I don't know if I believe it. But I like flying American. Sometimes they give you the the little TV on your, on your seat where you can watch movies. Like, I, I watch... I watch like big- time movies on there. I, I like flying. I don't know. I think it's fun.
2: Well, now uh, I'm flying. out O'Hare on Saturday. I'm flying United.: I'm flying.
0: They're going to drag you across the floor on the flight.
2: Flying United, I have to check a bag <laughs> because they don't have any overhead. It's all checking bags. Um, <clears throat> but I don't have a movie to watch. I actually bought a switch. I bought a Nintendo Adam. Switch so I can bring that with me onto the flight. I got 2K, I got Zelda, I got Luigi's Mansion. I'm good to go. I'm ready for Adam. this flight. And did I'm, you know that? Um, I'm sorry, I cut you off there. No, you. You said
1: something. You said something about Switch. I'm sitting here like, well, why don't you have a PS4? <laughs> but uh, Nintendo and Sony are trying to do a thing, so where you can like remote play. Your PS4 on your Switch, hmm. if you have internet connection. So they're working on that, I think. They put set out a poll to Nintendo users.
2: Huh, I never yeah. heard that. But yeah, that's it's cool. But that was the whole reason I bought the Switch. So like a really the only reason I bought the Switch is so I could bring it with me on the airplane. So I had something to do instead of just sitting there listening to podcasts or listening to our own podcast, which everybody who's listening right now. Continue listening. We love you guys. Uh, Spring training, though. Baseball's back. I'm excited. Going to see the Cubs. David Ross. New atmosphere. It's going to be fun. I can't wait to get to Arizona. I like the desert out there. I'm just hoping my flight experience isn't as bad as last year, where I had to have my flight delayed four hours because the pilot wasn't there. We had to wait for another pilot to fly in from Los Angeles in order to fly us from Phoenix back to St. Louis so but I'm on a hot streak right now and I'm trying to keep it good last year I sat next to Ezekiel Elliott in the airport so I'm hoping I sit next to somebody good this year have you guys ever done that? have you ever seen somebody famous at the airport?
0: yeah Rick when, when I flew back from from uh, the winter meetings Rick Hahn was on my flight
2: Oh, that's cool! Yeah, that's pretty damn cool. So MLB spring training—that's
0: the most recent one.
2: Oh, when you came? Yeah, when you came back from San Diego? Yes, sir. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. I can't wait to get out there. I'm gonna soak up some sun. Maybe hit up ASU. Go to the bars. Go some hiking. Play catch at Sloan Park. I'm actually going to a spring training game this year. I didn't do that last year because I only went to the practices. Uh Because that's basically where you can talk to more people and get autographs and stuff like that. But I want to just jump right into this. The Mookie Betts deal, right? It finally gets completed. David Price, Mookie Betts going to the Dodgers. So I feel like I have to go to Glendale where the White Sox and the Dodgers share a spring training facility and... I have to try and get a Mookie Betts autograph. I think that would be awesome. going to go over there and talk to our buddy Chuck Garfine. He's going to be like, oh, hey, Jeremy. And I'm going to be like, uh, Jeremy. And no, no, I'm not going to do that. But I'm finally going to introduce myself to him and be like, hey, I'm the one who had you on the show. Yada, yada, yada. We'll get another interview, something short, something sweet. And hopefully he can hook it up with another interview, a couple White Sox players. That would be pretty damn cool. But I'm excited. Spring training. What are your guys' biggest uh biggest concerns going into spring training for your respective teams? Left field. You're you're missing Ozuna, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's in,
1: it's gonna be interesting to see what the batting lineup looks like. Because I don't miss his defense. Defense sucked. But I'm I want to see what the batting lineup will look like. Maybe we'll throw uh who is it? Uh, that one kid. <laughs> Snead, help me out here. You, you had him on your uh, top players to uh, check out in the Central.
0: In the, for left field?
1: I mean, for any, like, uh, I, I forget his, his name. name. <laughs> <laughs> he played a lot of third base last year. You're talking about Tommy Edmund? Yeah, Edmund. Uh. Edmund's a utility player. He might catch out uh, in left field and maybe give Carpenter some reps in third.
2: I don't know. So that's that's the St. Louis Cardinals' biggest concern, according to Matt. Jeremy? And pitching. What are you worried about going into Sox camp?
0: Probably that's the the whole second baseman uh, debacle right now where it's do you do you bring up Nick Madrigal right at the beginning of the season, or do you wait it out with Larry Garcia and Mendick at uh, at second base until until you get more more service control over Madrigal? Are they going to treat him like Chris Bryant and wait a month so that way they can control him longer, or does he win the spot out of? Out of camp, it's not it's not a huge concern because I think the the White Sox are definitely much improved. So if that's the biggest problem they have, I think that's not the biggest problem to have for a team in spring training. But that's pretty much I think going to be their main the main thing to watch with them.
2: What is what's news going around down there in Tampa Bay? Like what what are the Rays' biggest concern right now? Like is it is it batting? Is it fielding? Their pitching's pretty good. I mean, I like Glass now. I do, and I like uh, who's the other guy? Uh, Blake Snell. He's coming back off of an injury. Didn't they, I saw they made a couple trades though?
0: Well, they've made a bu- they made a bunch of stuff, and even because they, they they traded for Jose Martinez and Randy Rosarina. They recently trade, or they traded for Hunter Renfro. They recently traded for Manuel Margot. Um, they signed Yo- Yoshi uh, Sugo from Japan, who can possibly play the outfield. The they're going to be good. The, the biggest the biggest thing, I mean, and, and this is what a lot of other news outlets are talking about, is just going to be, you know, one one is figuring out the outfield, just because there's they just have an insane amount of people who can play the outfield, which is a good you know again a good problem to have, but also figuring out the the final couple uh, roster spots because they the Rays are one of the few teams fortunate enough to be returning a lot of their key players from last year. You got Kiermaier, Meadows, Brandon Lau, Willie Adamas, Yandy Diaz, Mike Zanino, um, G-Man Choi. And then you're bringing in, uh, you're bringing in Yoshi and a couple other guys, but they, they've got their core group pretty much uh, solidified um, other than, than a couple people. But that's where the the struggle comes in for them is, does Rosarina make the opening day roster? Does uh, the, you know where does Yoshi play? Uh, does Nate Lowe make the opening day roster? So they're, they're a team similar to the, to to the White Sox heading into spring training where they don't really have the biggest of concerns as far as you know good problems to have. Like they have all this talent, it's just sorting it into 26 players for uh, for the opening day roster.
2: Yeah, they're going to be good. You know, when I was younger and I was playing, I always loved playing outfield. I don't know why. I was really good at playing outfield. I could track down a ball, and I had a hell of a cannon for an arm. Uh, I was never good at feeling like grounders or anything like that.
0: But Yeah, I, I enjoyed infield more than, more than outfield. I
1: yeah. particularly enjoyed middle infield, second or shortstop.
0: Yeah?
2: You look yeah. like you would be like a second baseman.
1: Yeah, I played second base a lot. I loved it. Yeah. Then you got the travel uh, people who were on the rec team, and then they just pushed me out in outfield. Were you? So you also look like you were a Louisville slugger type of guy. Uh, the lightest bat that they had that was legal for my league. That's what I uh, used. You used no the, the lightest? Brand. really. I I can't lift crap.
2: <laughs> I, need the, I need to get the bat
1: around, man. <laughs>
2: oh man spring training baseball I love it a lot of Cubs news though you know Joe Madden came out with these comments I don't know if you guys said it he's basically saying that he was butting heads with Theo yada 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 and they wanted to do it Theo wanted to do it one way Joe wanted to go another way he felt like he was gonna be fired he said he was gonna leave regardless that's what Theo said so they exchange of words back and forth I don't care I got a World Series title out of it um uh, I enjoyed Joe Madden being here for the time he was, but I think it was an appropriate time for him his departure. Um, I don't really understand the restaurant move in Chicago. I really didn't really understand that because it closed, I think, already. I'm not 100% sure on that, but I thought I saw something where it closed. Uh, the Cubs have a second-base problem, though, that they're trying to solve, and I hear that they're close to signing Jason Kitness, which w- I think is a good move. Uh, better than Daniel Descalso, who is not good anymore. He used to be good, but he's not good anymore. Um, I would much rather have Jason Kipnis playing second base every day next to Javi Baez. I, w- I would have really loved to have Starlin Castro back in the Cubs uniform because that would have been very good second baseman to have somebody who can hit 300 every single year or close to that. But my biggest concern that I need to find out. When I go to spring training is this fifth starter spot. Everyone's saying it's going to be Tyler Chatwood, and I'm sorry. Tyler Chatwood, I don't want anywhere near my starting five rotation. I, I just don't. He walks a lot of people. I understand last year he only walked 37 batters in the 38 games that he played, and he had a like a 3.72 or 7.6 ERA. Uh, that's a lot better than the 2018 year where he walked 90-something batters in 60 games. It's like, I don't know. I'm not sold on Tyler Chatwood. I haven't been sold on Tyler Chatwood since Colorado. Um, But that is, I think, the biggest concern, that we'll probably see something happen around the trade deadline, especially if all these guys can stay healthy. I think John Lester will have a better year. Jose Quintana, I think, will have maybe two or three wins above 500. Kyle Hendricks, I think, is going to be their breakout star this year. Uh, Not that he's not already a star, but I think he'll be the best pitcher on that staff. You, Darvish, though, uh, you got to have more than four wins, buddy, if if we want to win more than the 84 games that they're projecting us to win or 80 games. uh, You have to win more than four games. I don't care how you do it, the money that we're paying you. You can't rely so much on the offense to get you all these runs as you have to do not allowing these runs. Uh, I understand coming off the injuries, but four wins, if if you put up four wins again in two consecutive seasons, I would do everything in my power to get you off of the team. And well, that is what I'm going to say.
1: That equals to no power, by the way. And then uh, my question is, what was Darvish's... Um, Record in the second half
2: He only had like four wins last year
1: Yeah but what was his record In the second half Um Has he like turned it up In the Okay second
2: half. I, I My mistake he had six wins Last year Six and eight with a 3.9 ADRA Uh In the second half I could not Tell you what he had Ah. Uh... I'm going to guess three. Let's just divide it by two and say he went three and four. That can't be accurate, but, um... He has not hit double-digit wins since 2014.
1: Maybe the players have figured him out, but I was just trying to say, hey, he figured something out in the second half, so maybe he'll carry that into training and, you know, the season.
2: Yeah, um... I'm hoping something gives, but that is all the MLB talk I have. But Jeremy has to wrap up his Sneedler's list. I believe it is the AL West.
0: Look at, look at you paying attention. Yeah. We got two more. We have two more weeks of, of, uh, baseball previews here on, uh, on Sneedler's list. And this week it is time for the AL West, which was a, a bit of a doozy of a division to uh, to decipher through as far as competitiveness and, uh, of course, uh, a little bit of a scandal uh, with with one of the teams, of course. But here we go, top 10 Sneedler's list, top 10 players to watch in the AL West, beginning with number 10, a bit of a homer pick, but supporting the Dogs, Connor Kopak. He made it up to AAA, had a cup of coffee with the Tacoma Rainiers last year, which is AAA for the Mariners. So he's very close to cracking the big league spot. The last Saluki to make it to the big leagues was Sam Coonrod with the Giants. He's one of their relievers. It was a very recent Saluki. But Connor Kopak, the Mariners are going nowhere. So why not give a Saluki a chance in the MLB? Look for Connor Kopak at some point this year to hopefully crack the big league roster. At number nine, Mr. Matt Chapman, who is slowly becoming a superstar in his own right for the Oakland A's, but for whatever reason, kind of stuck behind Nolan Arenado's shadow. So it'd be kind of nice to see if he can kind of break through his mold. Mookie Betts is gone from the American league now. So maybe Matt Chapman can kind of start, Uh, becoming a top-tier player uh, that everyone recognizes in the American League. He's at number nine. Number eight, Mike Trout. If you're going to make a list like this, you're going to always have to include Mike Trout because will he ever be on a winning team again? Will he ever make it to the postseason? Will he stay healthy? The last couple of years, he's been battling some injury problems while still putting together outrageously good numbers. Mike Trout, another healthy season for him. More history on the horizon. We hope to see it. He's at number eight. Number seven, Mr. A.J. Puck, who was formerly a top-ten pick, battled some arm problems, but made his MLB debut late last season. Oakland A's an interesting team heading into the 2020 campaign. Pitching is probably going to be their strong suit with A.J. Puck, Frankie Montas, and another guy who I will mention later on in this list. A.J. Puck expected to be a starter in the rotation there. A big, tall lefty who throws hard, has good stuff. He could be a huge fixture for a young A's team that could try to win uh, a wild card spot. Number six, Mr. Joey Gallo with the Texas Rangers. Certainly he has the power. He strikes out a lot. He's kind of a a typical uh, slugger in uh, these day and age for Major League Baseball. He's on this list because I'm intrigued to see if the Rangers stink, which they kind of probably will will gallo be a trade bait guy every team always needs a hard-hitting lefty gallo can play almost everywhere now apparently he's third base first base outfield dh you can put him anywhere he hits bombs i can see him being a guy that get that gets moved at some point if the rangers are going nowhere so top five uh, bottom five players to watch in the al west Connor kopak matt chapman mike trout aj puck and Joey Gallo. At number five, we have Jesus Lazardo, another young pitching arm for the Oakland A's. He appeared in six games last year. Uh, gave up just two earned runs in 12 innings. There's a lot of talks on him competing for the 2020 Rookie of the Year out of the American League. So the A's, if they do go with Lazardo, Montas, and A.J. Puck, that's going to be one of the youngest rotations in baseball, but a lot of talent coming out of those arms. Lazardo. Big name to watch. At number four, Mr. Corey Kluber, who missed almost all of last season dealing with arm problems and then got traded in the offseason from Cleveland to Texas in one of the strangest moves of the offseason since Texas is not going anywhere. But Corey Kluber, can he have a renaissance-type year? We shall wait and see. Number three, Mr. Anthony Rendon, who signed for all that money. To go to the Los Angeles Angels, providing a lot of power, good defense to an already pretty good offensive lineup. But now, Rendon, can he continue what he did in Washington and help the Angels get back to the postseason? And number two, this is a collective one of players to watch in the AL West. I'm including the Houston Astros as an entire team. Of course, the cheating scandal came out. A.J. Hinch got fired. The GM got fired. They hired uh, Dusty Baker. They hired James Click to be the GM. Now there's players that are trying to sue the Houston Astros. the The, the players haven't been punished yet. We don't know if the players are going to get punished. But there's a whole lot of things that need to sort out from this whole thing. And now Carlos Beltran apparently isn't might be in trouble as they were saying he he kind of godfathered this whole thing. The Houston Astros in general, we we just need to wait and see what happens here. And so the number one player to watch from the AL West at the top of this list, Mr. Utility, that is Shohei Otani. Recovering from Tommy John surgery, he was just a DH last season, but they're expecting him to return to the mound at some point this year. And that's intriguing because the Angels need all the pitching help that they can get. They obviously need his bat as well as their offense line our offensive lineup is going to be outrageously good but can he give them some production on the mound as well that is why he is the top player to watch in the al west joining the list the houston astros anthony rendon Corey kluber jesus lazardo joey gallo aj punk mike trout matt chapman and connor kopak go dogs
2: you know i totally forgot Corey kluber had signed or got traded to the texas rangers
0: right that's what i'm saying <laughs>
2: Am I the only one that wants to do fantasy
0: baseball this year? Fantasy baseball is a good time. I did it last year for big money and I uh, got my ass kicked, but that's because I didn't really know what I was supposed to be doing. Yeah, because so. you,
2: you have to draft good pitchers. You have to.
0: Yeah, and I, I didn't do that. I never knew like
1: what the most important position was whenever I did my first fantasy baseball you league. You did it with me. Yeah, Yeah, and I ended up being okay but i didn't make the tournament or anything i made like the consolation bracket but i never knew what i was doing i just knew that i wanted to do it
2: okay Um, well i'm down to do it if you guys are down
1: yeah i can do that
2: we'll probably do it for like 10 or 15 bucks or something we get like eight or ten people yeah so mlb i'm excited i will be in arizona uh, I haven't decided yet if I'm going to bring all my podcast stuff with me or if I'm just going to leave it up to you guys to record a show next week, and I will get you guys the interviews, or we could just take a break off until I get back, and we can.
0: Hey, I I did the show from San Diego, so I think it's only fair that you do the show from Arizona.
1: He actually did it from Arizona last year too.
2: I think I, I did. I did yeah. do it last year, but I don't That's have right. a I don't have a room this year. I'm in the living room on an air mattress because there's going to be tons of people in this house that I'm staying at. So I won't really have a place that is soundproof to do. it. I might be able to do it outside possibly at night. Do it in the bathroom. Do it in the bathroom. Man, you got to bring a bunch of pillows and
1: blankets in there to get that sound contained.
2: I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. We will figure it out. Either way, there will be a show next week. Uh, but that Sneedlers list was brought to you by our good friends at Karaoke Adventure. Do you want the best entertainment around? How about Karaoke Adventure? Karaoke Adventure provides the DJ and karaoke for any occasion, guys. Any single occasion, even at the Chicago Auto Show, there were people singing karaoke. But they didn't use Karaoke Adventure when they should have, because then they would have gotten Eric St. Michael's. He brings everything you need for a singing good time. Birthday parties, family gatherings, block parties, just a night with friends. Karaoke adventure. They bring everything to you. The TVs, the PAs, the mics, the lighting. Everything you need for a singing good time. They have over 30 years of experience. You can contact Eric St. Michael's today at 773-732-6597. That was better. I'm working on it. You want to see more, follow them on Facebook to see videos and more at karaoke adventure at facebook.com.
1: Karaoke adventure for a singing good time. Yeah. That was good. (laughs) That was good. That was, I had a melody going in my head and then I messed up as I improv. Oops. We'll try it again next week,
2: but that's enough baseball talk. NBA all-star weekend. Uh, I find it fitting how it's coming to Chicago the week and that I leave Chicago. Uh, I will get into Arizona, though, Saturday night, enough to watch all of the competitions. And that's probably my favorite part. Besides that in the Celebrity All-Star Game, uh, though I like that more than the actual NBA All-Star Game. So let's just break it down, okay? Uh, three-point contest, right? All the participants in the three-point contest. We have Devontae Graham from the Charlotte Hornets. We have Duncan Robinson from the Miami Heat. Trey Young from the Atlanta Hawks. Buddy Heald from the Sacramento Kings. Davis Bertans from the Washington Wizards.
0: Davis. Davis Bertans.
2: Hey, you know we're not good at names on this show, all right?
0: I'm trying to help. I'm trying to help.
2: Davis Bertans. From the Washington Wizards. Joe Harris from the Brooklyn Nets.
0: Defending champion, by the way, Joe Harris.
2: Dame Dalla, Damian Lillard of the Portland Trailblazers, and Chicago Bulls, Zach Levine. Do you guys know who the last bull was to win the three-point contest? There's only been three. uh,
0: It was uh, BJ Armstrong.
2: Wrong. Matt, do you have any idea... He's in the league right now.
1: He's in the league right now.
2: Derrick Rose, the last three-point Chicago Bulls winner. Tell us about it,
0: Steve Kerr. Oh, you said in the NBA? Yeah, you didn't say he was coaching. You I said he's in the well, league. He
1: is in the league, right? So
2: he
0: won it uh, last.
2: He wanted to be specific. He won That's it. What I'm saying. Dun 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 dun.
0: Breaking news. I'm getting getting to the bottom of this.
2: Breaking news, the Cubs and former All-Star second baseman Jason Kipnis have agreed to a minor league contract. Multiple reports. Breaking news.
1: I don't think we I don't think we can hum that tune because it's copyrighted.
2: Why? I I, I did it myself. ba bam 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 bam. Yeah, true. We did not use a sound clip. Uh, I was
0: thinking, I was thinking B.J. Armstrong. I meant to say Craig Hodges, but it's still wrong. No, Craig Hodges won it though. I know. I was thinking B.J. Arm. I I said B.J. Armstrong. I was thinking of Craig Hodges, uh, Uh, the tiny little, tiny little shooting guards for the Bulls. I
2: have a B.J. Armstrong bobblehead, so that's pretty cool.
0: Um, Cool. Let's get to our picks, guy. So three point
2: contest. Who do you Who do you guys think?
0: Who are back you to back, back to back champion Joe Harris is going to defend his belt. Okay, I'm going to but take. But don't, but don't sleep on Zach Levine. Zach I'm... Levine's my dark horse for the for the three point shootout.
2: I'm taking Damian Lillard.
1: I was about to copy paste what you just said. And I was don't... about to say Lillard or
2: Levine. I'm going to say well, Lillard or Trey Young.
0: Lillard's not bad because I think he's competed in this before, but I don't, I don't, I don't know if he's ever won it. Now,
2: moving on to the skills challenge, uh, there's been reports that Derrick Rose is actually planning to drop out of the event, so they still have to find one more person. And he's um, got a bad hip. But Patrick Beverly of the LA Clippers, DeMonte Sabonis
0: of the Indiana Pacers. They they already said it's Shea Gilgis Alexander is replacing Derrick Rose.
2: Okay, so Shy Gilgis Alexander from the, o- the Oklahoma State Thunder, Chris Milton of the Milwaukee Bucks. Jason Tatum of the Boston Celtics, Bam Adebayo of the Miami Heat, Spencer Dinwiddie of the Brooklyn Nets, and Pascal Siakam of the Toronto Raptors.
0: Give me Siakam. That's what I. That's who I want. You're going Siakam with my dark horse. With my dark horse being Gilgis Alexander.
2: I'm gonna take Bam. Bam Adebayo.
1: I don't have a real pick here because I'm not familiar with that category, but I think. I, uh, I think Rose is going to find a way to win anyway. He's
2: That's not even take. competing. Yeah. I know. That's how good he is. Oh, Matt.
1: <laughs> oh, Matt. <laughs> I'm just making shit up, man. I don't really know.
2: The slam dunk contest is always the worst event of the entire night, in my opinion, because nobody does anything new. The last time I saw something new is when Blake Griffin jumped over a Kia. Everything else was just whack. The hoverboards are whack. Yeah, I think it was. The hoverboards are (laughs) whack. Jumping over people are whack. I'm tired of seeing it. I want to see something new. I want to see somebody get thrown like an alley-oop as they're doing a backflip in the air, catching the ball and reverse slamming it. You know, I want to see something crazy like that. I'm tired of seeing just these one-handed slams. Let's all try to jump from the free throw line. Let's all do windmills. and let's all do the Vince Carter arm thing. Like, it's the same stuff every single year. So this year's participants are Dwight Howard of the L.A. Lakers, Derek Jones Jr. of the Miami Heat, Aaron Gordon of the Orlando Magic, and Pat Connaughton of of the Milwaukee Bucks.
0: I'm fun. Fun fact about Pat Connaughton: Did you know that he he originally was drafted in like the second round and is still under contract uh, with the Baltimore Orioles?
2: Really, I did not know that.
0: Yeah, at the end of the season, I think he pretty like from my knowledge. At the end of the season, he kind of has to make a choice because he'll be an unrestricted free agent in the NBA, and then I think this is his. I think at the end of I think this season is his last year contractually with the Baltimore Orioles, so he has to kind of make a decision what he's gonna what he's gonna do. So I'm taking Dwight Howard. You're crazy. The only person you should be picking in this damn competition is Derrick Jones Jr. because Dwight Howard's old. Aaron Gordon, like, isn't the same guy he used to be. And Pat Connaughton's white, so he's obviously not going to win the dunk contest. So. No, nah. I I, I, I,
1: I say I I say watch yourself when you say that because I remember watching in 2011 a uh, college basketball dunk contest. The shortest dude out there, white dude Jacob Tucker, attempted a um, you know a cartwheel for a dunk, but you know ended up winning anyway uh, after that miss. But he won because he was the most creative. So I think the player we should pick is the most creative.
0: Shout out Shout out Rick Barry for being the last uh, Caucasian NBA player to win the dunk contest, but Derek but, Jones uh, Jr. hands down.
1: Yeah, um, with that being said, I have no pick.
0: Okay,
2: Matt has no pick again. so that wraps up our NBA talk. and now it is time for the ball guy of the week. This week's ball guy, I want to give it to the rock. Because his daughter is about to make her WWE debut to keep wrestling in the family. I didn't even know The Rock had a really older daughter. I thought she was younger, but I guess she's got multiple children. So Dwayne, keep doing your thing, buddy. Dwayne, The Rock Johnson, ball guy of the week. And now to end the show, it is the moment you have all been waiting for. It is the starting five. Fast food items That we basically can't live without Right The Our starting five fast food items That we must have uh, Jeremy since you like to Rebuttal I'm going to let you choose Where you want to go Um, I will take I'll take number
0: three
2: Cool I will take number one Matt you are in the middle But I wanted to be number two. Exactly. So for my first pick of starting five fast food items, you cannot go wrong with the sausage, egg, and cheese McMuffin.
1: To be honest, I had that this morning. Me Uh, too. It's a good pick, man. Uh, For my pick, dude, this is... You can't get anything like this out there except if you go to steak and shake. But you gotta go with Culver's double butter burger with cheese. You gotta go with that. That's like the best fast food burger out there.
0: Interesting. First of all, I think you're wrong, but I like your I like I like your uh your opinions there. So my so I got I have double double picks here and I think I think you got to go with the classic. uh, You got to get a Shamrock Shake. I'm gonna I'm gonna think of this as if I was gonna build a a fast food sort of uh, feast is kind of how I'm gonna how I'm gonna do this. So you got to have a dessert slash drink. So you have your Shamrock Shake. Number two, you need to have your entree, and the entree, well at least one of the entrees, is gonna have to be the Patty Melt from Whataburger. But Whataburger Patty Melt, absolutely terrific.
2: I have never been to Whataburger and I've been to Texas multiple times.
0: Dude, you're 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 missing out because Whataburger is extremely terrific and honestly as far as burger and fry combinations go, I like Whataburger's burger and fry combo better than Portillo's. So for Just my saying. second
1: yeah. For my second pick, dude, I don't think you can find this anywhere else outside of Tennessee right now. But back in the day, my hometown's in Australia, we had a, a restaurant called Central Park. And if you talk to anybody out there that lived there, when there was a Central Park, you have to agree that you need those fries. The fries are magical. Ask anybody in Illinois. From where? Or Centralia. Central Park. It was a small uh, chain. There's like three locations maybe in Tennessee right now. And uh, there was one in Centralia. But now there's an ATM there. But, uh, dude, if I end up in Tennessee where that is right now, I am going to make my way to Central Park and grab me some freaking fries.
2: Okay. um, My number two fast food items that I basically can't live without. Um, I am going to take the Loaded Potato Griller from Taco Bell. Yes. Um, I'm taking that. And my third pick, I am going to take... Man, this is a tough one. I'm going to take... I'm going to take the big beef from Portillo's. The Portillo's big beef is a must.
0: Are you going dipped or no, Dipped no, or not dipped?
2: Definitely not dipped. Interesting.
1: Uh, for my third pick, you can't go wrong with this, but you can go wrong with the price. But the flavor and what you get would have to be a chocolate frosty from Wendy's. I got onto this when I was in kindergarten, and it's been like one of my favorite frozen items in the restaurant world. You gotta get the frosty
0: from Wendy's. Shout out! Shout out to the birthday cake frosty from Wendy's. By the way,
1: w- what?
0: <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely incredible. Just had to, just had to jump onto that. Where was that? I mean, when was that? That was in Schaumburg. I had a, I had a birthday cake, flirt, uh, uh, frosty from Wendy's. Shout out, yeah, shout out to the Schaumburg Wendy's.
1: What I gotta Google that now.
0: Yeah, so to continue my my fast food feast, uh, we already have the Shamrock Shake and we have the Patty Melt Whataburger. So now you need some fries, and I'm going with the In and Out Animal Style French Fries as a must have fast food item. It's basically fries covered in this like mustardy mayo sauce with bacon and onions. And they just dump it all over the fries and to make it even better, you get the animal style burger as well. And it's just a terrific time for, for everybody involved. Um, Not, not just yourself, but everyone, everyone can, uh, can get in and enjoy that. Um, Moving on from that, I will include, taco bell as well and i will go with uh one of uh, the am crunch wrap from uh because you gotta have a breakfast item mixed in for the next day in this in this fast food feast of mine so you gotta have the am crunch wrap from taco bell they put the hash brown in the burrito it's a giant hash brown in the middle of the crunch wrap it's delicious
1: uh, be careful with all your picks there, Snead. They're all very great. And if Trump ever hears it, he might hire you to uh serve the next Super Bowl champions or the I'm next it. World Series champion or something.
0: I'm it. <laughs> Sign me up.
1: Uh my fourth pick, uh I'm not doing it more like a feast. That is a great idea, but I was thinking about <laughs> you. you know, mix and match to make a restaurant, you know, menu board, right? Uh I got the uh beef I got the frozen dairy item, and I got the side. But some people don't like beef, so you got to go with chicken. And even though it's technically not fast food, I don't know if this is like a, like a, like a debate or whatever, but if you can get it to go, the uh, Red Robin Grilled Chicken Sandwich. It's, it's out of this world. That's not it's, fast food. Not fast food. Okay, then we'll scratch that, and then we will pick um, the Culvers grilled chicken sandwich because it is fast food and it's grilled chicken, and my wife
0: recommends it. You- Quentin's out here. Quentin's out here, sounding like me. <laughs> Man, I know was a stretch, but you have a very weird. Best. Okay, okay, yeah.
2: all right, all right.
1: It's juicy, never dry. I'm gonna Can't ta- go wrong.
2: I'm gonna take yours then. All right, I'm gonna go with breadsticks from fazolis. Damn. Two. solid, solid. The breadsticks from fazolis super solid. Uh, my fourth pick? I am go Or was that my fourth? That
0: was, that was
2: your, fourth. your third. That was your third. Okay. Really? Yeah. No, 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 you're
0: out. right. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right, you're
2: right? So my fifth pick. This could be my last one. I am going to go with Ooh, this is a tough one, guys. This is a very, very tough one. I am going to take the classic... Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to do it, but I want to do it. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to take it. I'm going to go with the Oreo McFlurry from McDonald's.
1: That is a good McFlurry. I will tell you that. Um, you you grabbed my dreams, stomped on it, and crushed it, and set it on fire. There, uh, Quentin. Whenever you took the Fazoli's breadsticks out of the equation, that was that's a good pick. Um, but I do have a backup plan. My fifth pick. Um, it's also from McDonald's. Some people don't like their chicken on a bun. So you gotta get it in nugget form. You gotta get the out of this world McDonald's chicken McNuggets. It's like candy, dude. It's, <laughs> it's like Halloween.
0: What you sauce know? are you going with, though?
1: The Szechuan no sauce. Szechuan sauce. I go, I go no sauce.
0: It's magical without it. Doesn't need it. Interesting. Interesting. Well, to wrap up my fantastic fast food feast shout out to the alliterative people there um i'm going to, this has been a place that i've eaten at the last the last couple weeks I, I always forget how much i enjoy this this chain but that's panera or st louis bread company to to some of you out there um but to, to finish my fast food feast of shamrock shake whataburger patty melt in and out animal style fries Forgot what else I picked, but, um, oh, the AM crunch wrap. We're going to start this whole thing off. You got to have a little appetizer. And we're going to start this whole thing off with broccoli cheddar soup from Panera in a bread bowl. That completes my fast food feast.
2: And that wraps up the starting five fast food feasts. Matt, this is where we end the show. You have a finger in the air. Take it Bench from player. here You got one
1: Cheese curds Ew. From anywhere
2: Disgusting
0: <laughs> I'm, with curds, no, I'm, I'm with you Nah
1: yeah. I'm with you Yeah man Cheese curds Mozzarella sticks Something that has Fried breaded cheese I'll take it
0: <laughs> Spoken like a true Midwesterner And that
2: wraps up Our show Matt Get us out of here
1: I'm gonna wait for that Echo to stop Okay there we go Thank you for listening to Section 312. You are just listening to it on your favorite podcast platform or the internet. Um, it might have been section312.com. That is our website, and it also hosts our merchandise store. Um, it might be going away soon, you guys, so hurry up and buy something before it goes away for a little bit. Um, also, do not forget, we are an affiliate of Midwest Sports Network. You can find them at mwsn.net. They are uh, affiliates of other podcasts too. You can check them out. Maybe, you know, if you, if you get done with this one,
2: and that wraps up this episode of Section Three One Two. I will be in Arizona. The boys will be wherever they are in the country. But you can always catch us right back here on whatever streaming service you're listening to. Section Three One Two.
1: Go dogs.